Welcome to the Salem Fields Community Church Podcast of the Weekly Message. We hope that you find this podcast personally helpful, and we also encourage you to share the subscription link found at salemfields.com podcast with your friends that might be able to use some practical advice and encouragement. We're going to spend some time in the Old Testament today uh, for a message that's been on my heart for quite some time. This message is also a revelation that God has given me in my own life, um, that I'm still in the process of, of walking out. Um, and I hope that, that maybe it'll help you with your walk with God um, and really help you to take hold of all that God has for you in your life. So let's pray. God, I just thank you so much, Lord, for just another uh, opportunity just to be in your presence, God. God, knowing that we are all gathered here to hear from you, God. And so I just pray that we will all be open to your speaking, to your leading, God, and that you will just do a mighty work in us today that only you can, God, and that you will be glorified in all the words that are spoken, uh, all the thoughts that we think, God, and in every single action, Lord. For we love you and we praise you forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's message is called, What is Your Jericho? We're going to be talking mostly out of the book of Joshua uh, before making our way to some scriptures in the New Testament. Now, let me set, the, let me set us up a little bit. Um, the Israelites, who are God's chosen people, uh, have been walking in the wilderness uh, for over 40 years. God had rescued them from slavery out of Egypt. Um, but they've been walking in disobedience and unfaithfulness, delaying their entry into a land that God has promised them. God had chosen Moses to lead his people. Uh, and Moses had done so very faithfully. But towards the end, he made one misstep. And he was not able to enter the promised land himself. So there's going to have to be a new man that would lead the Israelites into the promised land. And that man's name was Joshua. So here we are. God has spoken to Joshua that he will lead his people into the land that he had promised his ancestors. But one last thing stands in their way. Jericho. Jericho was this strong fortress viewed to be impenetrable. It was also the one thing standing in their way from entering the promised land. And the only way they were going to be able to get there was to go through Jericho and conquer it. Now, the only way that they were going to be able to conquer it was through complete surrender and obedience to God. And this brings me to my first point, discovering Jericho. There was this little boy standing on a diving board at a local swimming pool. His friends around him cheering and chanting, jump, jump, you can do it. The lifeguard swam beneath the diving board, ready to catch the boy when he jumped into the water, encouraging him and telling him that he had nothing to fear, that he would catch him. The little boy stood at the edge of that diving board for a good five minutes and made the choice to turn, walk back down the ladder, and go safely to the comforts of the shallow end of the pool. The little boy would one day to go to jump off the diving board, but the same fear that crippled him that day crippled him in many facets of his life, keeping him from so much, chaining him to comfort and what he deemed as safe. The little boy was me. And that fear is my Jericho. You know, it was over a year ago when God gave me the first view of the Jericho within my own life. The hindrance that stood in my way of entering into all that God had for me. The towering stronghold that kept me from experiencing full freedom in Christ. 
God was calling me to be bold and courageous. And in many areas, I was. But in many areas, I remained stagnant in fear. Through experiences, prayer, and insight from other believers, God had revealed the towering Jericho that had been constructed in my life. Through this past year, there was one scripture that God kept speaking. A scripture that whenever I would feel hindered or held captive or feel that there was this great thing in me that needed to be conquered, God would lead and he would speak Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God was calling me to be like Joshua. God spoke this to Joshua as he was taking charge of the Israelites and preparing to lead them into the promised land, knowing very well that they were going to have to go through Jericho to get there, knowing that it was going to take strength and courage to achieve such a thing. But knowing that the true strength and courage doesn't come from the heart of the man. It couldn't come from Joshua's own strength, but from his surrender, humility, and obedience. To the one true God who is strength and who is courage. You know, in this scripture, God wasn't just speaking to me that I needed to be like Joshua. He was also revealing to me my Jericho. Fear. And as you see, God says to not be afraid. And my entire life has been full of fear. And I've been too afraid to do this or do that. Afraid of what might happen to me. Afraid to be uncomfortable. Afraid to step out in faith in some areas. Afraid to be rejected. Afraid to be misunderstood. There were a lot of weaknesses that God would constantly reveal to me. A lot of things that he needed to perfect and transform, but at the root of it all. The strong fortress standing between me and the promised land that God had for me was fear. And I needed to conquer it. And just like Joshua and the Israelites needed to conquer Jericho, I needed to conquer it too. And the truth is, we all do. What's the Jericho in your life? I want us to take a minute, and I really just want us to be humble and honest with ourselves. You know, really evaluate ourselves. Our fleshly tendency is to allow some pride to creep in and say that we don't have a single issue. You know, I was the same way. I just thought fear was a part of my character, a part of who I was. But I would read scripture after scripture that says, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear. And finally, I had to come to that place of humility and brokenness and repent to God. Because if he is saying one thing and I'm doing the opposite, I'm being disobedient. I know it's hard. I know it's the least comfortable thing to do to evaluate yourself and truly look at an area in your life and see it for what it is. You know, we try to protect ourselves so much thinking that by not looking at the Jerichos in our life, they will just go away or they will heal on their own or they, they really don't matter. But the truth is, there's only one way to truly conquer a stronghold. To truly conquer something in your life that is not of God. There's only one way to truly tear down the walls. And that is by allowing God to speak into it. 
allowing him to lead you through it. And together, conquer the stronghold and lay it to waste in ruins. So truly look inside yourself. What's your Jericho? Look at the areas of your life that you know you struggle with. Whether it's something you struggled with recently or maybe even your whole life. Something you know in your spirit needs to change. Just be open during this time together that we have and just allow God to speak. Once you can discover Jericho, then you have to face it. And this brings me to my next point, facing Jericho. You know, it's one thing to know that something exists in you. It's one thing to recognize and realize that it exists, but it's a whole other thing to face it and walk through it. You know, it represents something so challenging because it has the potential of pain. It has the potential of us recognizing lies that we've believed our whole lives and that we've adopted as our true selves and then recognizing that it doesn't match up with the truth that God's speaking. But the result of walking through that is freedom. The promised land. You know, facing Jericho for me required me to be broken and humble before God. To say that I'm weak, that I can't do this on my own. And that's exactly where God wanted me to be. That's where he wants us all to be. You know, there are three things that I notice that tend to happen when we recognize uh, an area in our life that requires us to evaluate ourselves or, or requires us to recognize that we are wrong. You know, the first thing we tend to do is completely ignore it. And that's a very easy trap to fall into of just pretending something isn't there. You know, it's like that expression of a, a giant elephant in the room. You can pretend it's not there all you want, but eventually you're going to see the big giant elephant standing in the corner. You know, you can cut your arm off and pretend all day long that you didn't, but that doesn't stop the bleeding and it doesn't stop your condition from worsening. It's in the same way that we can ignore the things in our life that don't line up with the word of God or the things that we know hinders us from fully walking and surrender to him. And we just allow them to remain in our life. But the thing is, it doesn't change the damaging effects that it's causing in our life. You know, for me personally, I recognize that there were moments of fear in my life, but I just ignored them thinking that it really played no role in shaping my choices or in keeping me from all that God had for me. But I was wrong. You know, it kept me from going out into the missions field. It kept me from speaking boldly when God was leading me to, to someone for fear that someone would think I was crazy. You know, it kept me from being obedient to things that God was asking me to do because I allowed the fear and I allowed the comforts that I adopted to cope with that fear to dictate my choices and decisions. It kept me from fully walking in obedience to God, thus keeping me from fully being free, thus keeping me from fully being alive. You know, the second thing we tend to do is think that once we are saved, we are completely fixed. Or that when we get to a certain point in our walk with God, that we've arrived and have no need to grow or be perfected anymore. 
this is extremely, extremely dangerous. You see, this mentality hindered me for a time. I was so surrendered and desperate to be who God desired me to be that when I recognized this stronghold of fear in my life, I felt defeated. Like I shouldn't have these things to work through. That God was completely disappointed in me. You know, I could have lied to myself and said, no, I'm a man of God. Fear isn't an issue. But I would have been lying to myself. You see, God revealing that I had an issue with fear didn't mean that I didn't love him and that he didn't love me in return. It actually meant that he loved me so much that he didn't want me to stay in my iniquity. He didn't want me to stay in a half-abundant life. He wanted me to experience the abundant life in its fullness. And the only way to do that was to deal with the Jericho that was keeping me from it. You see, God corrects those that he loves. Like a father corrects a child who is in the wrong and just wants the best for his child, he corrects us. And it takes us being humble enough to say that we aren't perfect, but he is. And that this life and this walk with him is a constant journey of us being perfected by him. We have to understand that God wants to bring us to the complete end of ourselves so that we can be completely transformed and made new in him. So when he exposes these things in you that he wants to destroy, don't fight it. Don't think that you are somewhere that God hasn't brought you to. He wants to bring you to the promised land, but sometimes there are things that still stand in the way from you being fully there. It's a process. You know, the Apostle Paul writes a letter to the Colossians. In in chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, he says, For this reason, your declaration of love for Christ, that we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, And to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him and being fruitful in every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and longsuffering with joy. Paul is praying for their walk with God, that they, being believers, would be perfected and strengthened and growing in the Lord. And we have to be humble enough to allow God to do that deep work in us. And in every season, allow him to speak to the areas that he needs to touch and transform and grow. You know, the third thing we tend to do is think that we can conquer or overcome anything in our life on our own strength. You know, it's New Year's, and the thing to do during New Year's is to make resolutions. Things that we want to improve or weaknesses that we want to see become strengths. You know, there was a study done by Forbes magazine that was published at the beginning of the year, and it found that only 8% of people 
actually keep their New Year's resolutions. Why? Because we depend on our own strength and our own might to achieve them. You know, Jesus says in Matthew 26, verse 41, The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We have to recognize who God is and who we are. It is when we are in our flesh that we get discouraged, that we get frustrated, that we want to quit and give up. Now, the Israelites wandered in the desert before they ever even reached Jericho way longer than they had to because they operated in their flesh. So instead of being patient and trusting God, who had just parted the Red Seas and led them out of Egypt, who was providing food for them in the wilderness, they just choose to stay in their flesh, resting on their own strength, their own might. You know, and if we try to conquer something on our own strength and our own might, the results won't be a full healing. They will just be a duct tape and bubblegum fix. And we know how those fixes result. You know, God wants to be our strength. God doesn't want us to perfect our own weakness with our own flesh. Actuality, he wants to destroy our flesh and make us completely new in him. He doesn't want us to try to knock down the walls of Jericho with our own efforts and our own might, only to put a crack in it and be satisfied. He wants to annihilate it for good with his supernatural healing and strength. You know, A.W. Tozer spoke on this subject perfectly in the Divine Conquest when he said, the strength of our flesh is an ever-present danger to our souls. Deliverance can come to us only by the defeat of our old life. Safety and peace come only after we have been forced to our knees. God rescues us by breaking us, by shattering our strength and wiping out our resistance. Then he invades our natures with that ancient and eternal life that is from the beginning. So he conquers us, and by that benign conquest, saves us for himself. We are to face Jericho. We are to see it completely for what it is. But instead of taking things to our own hands and going about dealing with it the way that we want to, God wants us to go to him and together take down the stronghold. And this brings me to my last point. And that's defeating Jericho. Let's go to Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once, and this you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. 
then the wall of the city will fall down flat and the people shall go up, every man straight before him. God gives Joshua the battle plan on how they will defeat Jericho. Now, if Joshua had any preconceived ideas on how they were going to destroy this mighty fortress, I don't think it would have involved marching and shouting. But God had a plan. God knew the way he wanted Jericho destroyed. He had a perfect plan that he desired Joshua to execute exactly the way that he desired. God wants to defeat every Jericho in our life. He desires all of his children to walk and live in the fullness of his grace, mercy, love, and peace. You know, it was the reason he sent his son to die on the cross for us. So that we could be restored and brought into a right relationship with him. You know, he loves us enough to not just want us to live a half-empty life. He desires us to live a life that experiences the fullness of him. But in order to get there, Jericho must be defeated. And he knows the way in which he should, it should be done. You know, it's been a long process for me. A lifetime of fear. A few years worth of revelation. And I'm still on my march around Jericho, waiting for the walls to fall. The first thing that God asked me to do is to go to all the instances in his word that talked about fear. You know, I have pages worth of scriptures that I'm now praying over and meditating on, replacing the lies that fear implanted in me and replacing it with the truth of God. It's been a process, one that has been hard and grueling. It has taken me all the way back to my childhood. It has taken me through wounds and defeats. But with every step of the march around Jericho, I am feeling freer and stronger. Not because I have made myself that way, but because our faithful God has been leading and speaking and perfecting. And I know that this will ultimately bring him more glory. And that's what it's all about. Joshua and the Israelites were obedient in what God asked them to do. And they saw the towering walls of Jericho lay in ruins before them. And they entered into the land that God had promised. If we want to defeat the areas of Jericho in our life, it takes full surrender and obedience to God. We have to be obedient to the process that leads us through it. If he wants us to do something crazy, if he wants us to look at something deep in our past, we have to be willing. I'm not saying that we need to live in our past. Because you see, once we are saved, we are a new creation. The old is gone and dead. And we are to look forward and be made new. The only time we need to look in our past is when we have brought a piece of our past into our present. You know, I was made new in Christ, but I had brought fear with me from my past into my present, and God wanted it gone. Again, looking at where it came from was part of being obedient to the process that God was leading me on. And he will lead us all in different ways. It just goes back to being humble 
and broken before him and allowing him to speak. In the midst of it all, I also want to encourage you to not be afraid of the Jericho that you find. You know, Jericho is supposed to be this intimidating and strong force. But the people of Jericho were actually the ones that were fearing. You know, the Israelites were strong and courageous because they knew that God was on their side. And if God is for us, who can stand against us? The enemy will try to get you to fear the Jericho in your life and the process of walking through it. Because in actuality, the enemy is the one who's afraid. He fears you walking through it because he knows when you do that you will be that much bolder, that you will be that much stronger, and you will be that much more perfected in Christ. God wants you to conquer Jericho, and he wants to do it with you. Maybe your Jericho is fear like me. Maybe it's doubt. Maybe it's insecurity. Maybe it's a deep-seated hurt or a relationship or a poor decision. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's trust or an illness. Maybe it's guilt or regret or addiction. Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's selfishness. The possibilities are endless. But you know what it is. And whatever it is, if it doesn't line up with God's word, if it's hindering you from being fully obedient to God, he wants to lay waste to it so that you can live in freedom and so that he can be glorified in it. And conquering Jericho might not just be for your freedom or your healing, but it could also mean someone else's salvation. We have to get serious about this. But I also don't want us to be discouraged. Paul says in 2 Corinthians, Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities and reproaches, in needs, in persecutions and distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, <laughs> then I am strong. Because Jesus says in verse 9 of that very same chapter, My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. When we are humbled and acknowledged where we are weak, Christ's strength shines. He is glorified in our weakness because we are admitting what we are. Without Christ, we are nothing. But with him, we can do all things through him who strengthens us. You know, when facing Jericho, Praise God through the process. Worship Him through the process. For He is being glorified. Now I want us to understand that Paul isn't saying in this scripture to boast if your Jericho is sin. If your Jericho is sin, then repent. And praise God for His abundant mercy and grace and know that God will lead you through conquering that sin. The fall of Jericho is a process. One that takes humility and surrender. Allow God to bring it into your sight 
where you can recognize it, then you have to face it. Allowing God to speak and give you instruction and revelation. Then be obedient to the process he leads you on. No matter what is required. No matter what it takes. And be patient. Now for the Israelites, they saw the walls fall in seven days. For us, it could take seven weeks, seven months, seven years, or even seven minutes. We just have to be humbled and willing, broken and honest, and allow God's strength and God's glory to prevail. You know, I'm still marching around Jericho, and I welcome your prayers through the process. But I also want to be able to pray for you. There's a Jericho in your life. During this next song, I want you to come down and I want you to kneel at the altar. Pray that God will bring revelation into that situation. If Jericho is a sin for you, I want you to come and kneel before God and repent for it. Ask him to forgive you so that you don't have to walk out of here and carry that back out with you. Maybe you've never even thought that there could possibly be a Jericho in you, but you are open to God perfecting you. And you just want to come kneel before God. And just like David, ask God to search your heart and reveal any area of your life that he needs to rip out. You know, maybe you're online and you want to you wanna take part in this. You can just kneel down where you're at on your floor. Whatever it is, it has to be dealt with. Jericho has to be faced. Let's go into this new year with a battle cry. That we won't settle for a half-empty life. Let's not settle for a life of chains and bondage. Let's not settle for living on this side of Jericho when God wants to lead us to the other side, breaking down the walls that hinder us from his freedom. Let's surrender to God and walk through the process with him and watch Jericho lay in ruins. Truly take this time to worship and just come kneel down before God and surrender. Do not Enter a new year the way that you came. Enter the new year completely transformed and renewed by God. He wants to break down the walls that are keeping you from his freedom. He does. He wants to destroy them. He wants you to walk in the freedom that he promises. But it requires us to surrender. It requires us to look and recognize the Jerichos in our life. And then to lay them before God. And through him and through his leading and through being obedient to the process of walking around it, see those walls fall and enter into that land of freedom and grace and mercy that he promises. So as we worship, come kneel before him. At whatever point, if you're just now discovering Jericho, if you know what that Jericho is or that Jericho is a sin, or if you just want to find what is keeping you from the freedom of God, during this song, just come. Kneel before him and surrender. And then I will come back up after the end of the song and I will pray for us. I will pray over you to see those walls come down. Take advantage of this moment with God. He wants to do a mighty work. Do not just sit there if he is leading you, if he is speaking. 
have that boldness. And just like Joshua, do not fear. Be of good courage and faith and step out if God's leading. Let's worship. If you are a new Christian and would like to know what to do next or where to go from here, you will want to get a free Next Step packet that contains reading materials and useful resources that will point you in the right direction. For more information, please contact Salem Fields Community Church at 540-786-6212 or visit our website at salemfields.com or email us at podcast at salemfields.com. 